Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by the none other than Brenton. Eckersley, my good boy from uh, the uh, Down Under. Uh, I'm I, I butchering. I, I shouldn't even be saying that, Brett, and it's terrible. Uh, you probably get that from Americans all the time. But uh, oh, We're used to it. We're used to it. That's <laughs> Nonetheless, man, I'm glad that you're here with me. I'm really pumped up. We got an awesome slate to talk about. Uh, but more importantly, man, we had some NBA action. So I know it's – pre- we're recording this the night before right now. So we're, it's about 10 – uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on two on Thursday. I'm sorry, uh, but it is it's Friday over where Brenton is. So I know it's early in the morning when the games are playing. Did you have a chance to to catch any of the the first ones? No, nah, I didn't. To be honest, not yet. But uh, yeah, I'm certainly going back to have a look. Absolutely. I mean that the first game did not disappoint. Uh, Pelicans Jazz closed game. Uh, kudos Santino. Me and him broke down that that game pretty well. It looked like we had a lot of the plays that we were into. Uh, favors a little bit of foul trouble early on hurt him uh, Alonzo Ball got into foul trouble as well uh, but nonetheless it was overall it's looking like it's a pretty decent night and it's about uh, second quarter right now to this Laker Clipper game so we got we got some more action to wait on but I was I've been I'm not gonna lie man that, I like the two game slates they're fun and all but this is gonna be a great slate to talk about uh, we have six games to break down some teams that are actually playing for stuff some teams that aren't uh, but value all over the place nonetheless. So I think we should just just jump right into this, man. But, uh, you know, before we do, uh, just a quick shout out to one of our presenting sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, you guys heard us talk about it several times, whether it's the lawnmower 3.0, uh, whether it's the premium package kit that you get, you get 20% off and free shipping off either or just using promo code HOOPBALL today. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. And you get that 20% off and free shipping. So try them out. You're going to hear this podcast a lot if you listen. And uh, you're going to hear me talk about it a lot it's because it's worth it. It's, it's great stuff, man. And I, I don't know, man. Brenton, are you, are you, uh, are, are, have you, have you experimented at all with uh, the Lawnmower 3.0? Have you, got, have you tried any of the Manscaped products yet? I haven't had a chance yet. No. Have you? I've, they, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough, I guess you could say, um, you know, being the one that gets to shout them out all the time, they, they gave me a little trial pack. And I always prefer that because I don't really like to tout products that I don't genuinely enjoy. So, uh, and I, I got it. I tried it. And, you know, hoop ball with the sponsors, two for two. Uh, Hawaiian Isles Corner Coffee, uh, Manscaped. And actually, I guess we could say three for three. We'll get to my booking in a little bit. But um, we bring in good sponsors, man. They, they have good products and they just... I have no problem touting them, backing them, and supporting them. Great stuff. But let's jump right into this, brother. We got we have to get this out here early because these games tip off at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Orlando Magic taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this game's coming in right now at about a 2.12 uh, over under with uh, the Orlando Magic giving about seven points right now. So... Uh, obviously you, if you've listened to our earlier shows, uh, where we broke down a lot of these teams, you already know, uh, we spent a good amount of time on the nets and it's simply because they are out or without absolutely everyone. So, uh, we'll go through it again real quick, just a refresher. Maybe you didn't catch those, but Torian Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler, Michael Beasley, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, all of them are out. So, uh, as you can imagine with all those big names out. They're running out pretty much a G League squad uh, that's going to be anchored down by probably two primary forces. And then as far as the Magic goes, uh, Eric Gordon 
is actually dealing with uh, a little bit of an injury, injured his groin. Uh, he participated in Wednesday's practice, uh, but nonetheless, first game back, wouldn't expect some sort of limitations. And then Jonathan Isaac, uh, you know, he believes he's going to play Friday, Steve Clifford said. He said he expects him to play. But I, again, another guy that I'm probably not anticipating with a lot of minutes. But uh, that's the injury landscape. That's the game total. That's the spread, man. So why don't you tell me, we'll start off with, I guess, uh, this Orlando Magic team. Is there anybody that's kind of popping off the page for you? Oh, yeah, sure. So, look, I, I kind of expect this game to stay somewhat close. I don't think there's much blowout potential here. So we should get good runs, good minutes of the starters. Um, uh, Vucevic is is one that jumps off the page here for me. Um, uh, he's priced at uh, 8500 on DK, um, and that's probably right around value in this matchup, I would have thought. Uh, I probably see him as a cash play here, though, Mike, more than GPP. I just don't think he has the ceiling. Um, however, this is a pace-up um, matchup for the Magic against the Nets, so there's potentially uh, a little bit more scoring coming their way. Um, and, and you know, you mentioned Isaac and Gordon. Uh, I, I think... Um, you know, regardless of who's playing that four spot for for Orlando here, um, Vooch is going to have. He's still going to be a high focus for the the Magic's offer offense, and you know he's a nightly nightly uh, nightly double double threat or a nightly nightly double double threat, if you like. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think there's good value here, probably cash for me. Um, the other one that uh, I'm really having a good hard look at for Orlando uh, is Terence Ross. So priced at 5,700 on DK, you know, value's only around about 28 points, um, fantasy points. So, uh, look, I think he's going to have a great matchup here against the Nets, running the second unit for the Magic. Uh, he's played pretty well in the Magic scrimmages so far. He was on fire for the Magic before the season hiatus, you know, averaging in the 20s in points, four-odd re- four rebounds, couple of assists and a steal in 30 minutes in the run-in. So um, he's a good GPP play for me. Uh, he's obviously got the ability to light teams up in bursts. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely on the cards here against the Nets. Um, you mentioned, you know, John Isaac. Uh, the, the, the questionable tag is is a worry. And, and I think you're right. He's probably going to be on minutes limits. Um, so I'm probably not looking at him here. Who do you have? Uh, to, to be honest, man, I'm not really on anybody in this game. I think it's a fantastic matchup for the Magic. Um, you know, and this is a very impactful game. Uh, we're talking about two teams that are right next to each other in the seating. So it's it's going to be extremely impactful for both of them. But, uh, you know, there was little rumblings of uh, Steve Clifford coming out and kind of saying that he's not expecting any of his any of his starters to play anywhere near 34 or 36 minutes. Uh, you know, that's a very vague number. So if they play 32, still some room for value in there. Don't get me wrong. This matchup's fantastic. You touched on Vucevic. He's probably the number one play. Uh, I, I, you know, the price tag reflects that. But uh, Brooklyn's been getting crushed by centers all season long. It's actually been about two years now where you can just pretty much count any center going against them to have a great game. And, you know, Vucevic is their guy. So uh, I don't mind him. But with at that $8,500 price tag, it takes a lot of the the juice out of the orange for me a little bit. So I think there's a few other centers I'm, I'm gravitating towards a little bit more. Aaron Gordon dealing with a groin injury already coming out with Clifford saying that he's going to limit starters. I, I'm not really trusting it. And I liked him a lot better with Isaac out. Uh, more rebounds were available for him. We kind of saw that kind of impact the fantasy game. And then same thing with Isaac. You know, he's coming off the injury. He was questionable to play up until a few days ago. Uh, or maybe even a day ago. And now all of a sudden he's going to play. I, I wouldn't expect a boatload of minutes for him. So... I'm probably going to take a hard pass on a lot of these Orlando guys just because we have, you know, about 11 other teams where I think I could find a couple other pieces from. Yeah, sure. And there's some great value on the board across the other uh, other matchups, like you said. Absolutely. And I think we're going to we're going to get to that right now for some of that value. And we'll, we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, we touched on those injuries. Uh, it was also recent news that uh, uh, it's a more than likely decent chance that Jamal Crawford isn't going to play. Uh, so, you know, that being said, it only opens up a little bit more backcourt minutes for a few other guys, uh, that we'll get to, but, um, you know, before, before I just jump into that, let me hear it. Uh, is there anybody I know, I know I could imagine one or two guys on this team that you have to have a little interest in. Oh yeah. The, the two guys are, are fairly obvious, but we have to talk about them. It's Karis Levert and Jarrett Allen. 
Um, you know, Levert's going to be leading this offense from the get-go. Uh, he's going to be soaking up a whole lot of usage. He's going to be shooting the ball. He's going to be, you know, high in the production stakes on this team because they just don't really have anyone else around him at the moment. So, um, look, at 7,800 DK, um, the problem here is ownership for me. Um, it, it's good value. Uh, 39 fantasy points. Yeah, he's probably going to get there and further, but the, the ownership here, Mike's going to be so high, I'm probably going to yeah. fade off of him. I, I don't blame you. I mean, I think he's a fan. I still think he's too cheap. Uh, let's just keep that, you know, right there. Uh, 7,800, he's probably a guy that should probably be closer to what we're seeing Vucevic at, that 83 to 8,500 range. So I think we're getting a discount. The usage, it's going to be out of the world. Uh, there's no sample size that you can look up right now that's going to give you a relevant number. Um, it, it's just going to be massive. I wouldn't be surprised if he's right around that 34, 35 uh, usage rate. Uh, we kind of saw it in a couple of these scrimmages. He was just chucking and chucking and chucking. So um, I don't know if I could, if I could just completely fade. Um, I think, you know, cash games, it's going to be hard to fade just because he's going to be a fantastic play. GPPs, obviously, he warrants a fade in there. Um, I'm, you know, if I'm playing a 20 entry max, I'm going to have some good, a good amount of shares of Karis LeVert. Uh, but you best believe I'm going to hedge my bet and have somebody else on this team rather than him as well. Um, and, you know, you touched on Jared Allen. I don't think it's, it, it, you can play both these guys together. Um, I, I think both these guys will be fantastic plays. We know Jared Allen's a point-per-minute guy. He just never gets the minutes. Uh, well, now they have nobody else left. Um, they need him, to, and we got to factor in the magic play with some size as well. So, uh, you know, you touched on both those guys. I think both of them are absolute excellent plays, but that's a great point. Um, it's It makes – complete sense to at least consider the fade on Karis LeVert if you're playing in a GPP. Uh, really separate yourself because I wouldn't be shocked if he's got somewhere between 35-45% ownership tomorrow. It's going to be massive. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jarrett's probably the better play there for GPPs especially. Um, you know, the salary's obviously way lower. Like you said, he hasn't had the minutes there with DeAndre Jordan playing. Well, there's no one else there to play those minutes now though. So, um, look, it's a tough match up against Vooch, but I, I think, um, you know, 5,800 on DK is just way too low. Yeah, and I mean, he's not somebody that's going to sit there and try to work for a shot anyway. If, if he scores, it's putbacks, it's, you know, easy post feeds, uh, it's running the floor, transition dunks, it, it's those sort of plays. And, you know, Vucevic, while he's good, he's a solid defender, uh, he's not necessarily the speediest guy. I think Jared Allen could probably outrun him in a foot race if they're, uh, if they're in transition. So uh, he should be able to take advantage of that, but... Um, you know, another guy I kind of had my eye on, and, you know, Santino's kind of been, you know, hitting his drum and banging the drum for a little while now during this layoff, and it's Chris Chioza. Um, you know, he's going to be the starting point guard. He's only been playing limited minutes during these scrimmages around, you know, 23 compared to, I think, in the last scrimmage compared to a guy like Jared Allen and Levert, both play 29, and I think Joe Harris is up there at 28. Uh, but I think we could, you know, expect at least 25 to 28 minutes, possibility of a little bit more. 3900 is a fair price. He's not he's not necessarily going to assert himself into this offense and take a bunch of shots. That's not necessarily his game. Uh, but he's, he has the ability to rack it up in multiple different ways between rebounds, assists, steals. He's very good defensively. Uh, so I think, you know, I, I, I think if I'm not playing Levert, it, I might be gravitating towards a guy like Chris Chioza, uh, just get a massive discount, get some decent value. Uh, you know, and I, I think, it, you know, if this game were to get out of hand, he's still a guy that's going to play. We don't have to worry about anything like that. Um, I think there's just more room for upside in this price tag for him. So another guy I think benefits from the Crawford along with everybody else sitting. There's really only a couple other guards I can play behind him. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Garrett Temple. Temple's going to be working his way between the, the two as well. Uh, so I, th I think he's going to get a decent amount of minutes, and I think we have to at least consider him for some GPP value. Yeah, absolutely. Great call. He's definitely going to get his opportunities on this Nets team. Um, so, yeah, you, you have to have some of him in your lineups and, um, you know, see what happens. Yeah, I don't think I'd play him and Levert in the same lineup. But, um, you know, getting exposure, I think, between uh, Allen and one of those guys and, and a few of my lineups is a way that I'm definitely going to probably start a couple of my builds. I just think that they're just too, too cheap still. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you have anything else from that one, but we could just keep it moving. Uh, just one more to throw at you, just as a bit of a value play, is Rodion's Kurooks. So uh, he looks too low at the salary there at 4,200 as well. He's going to get a few shots on this team behind Karras and the other guys. Um, and he's probably just more of a cash play, but someone to think about if you need a bit of value. That's a good call. Yeah, and you should, uh, should see a fair amount of minutes. So 
Uh, they don't. They really don't have anybody else. I mean, this is where we get haunted by guys like Lance Thomas. Uh, you know, <laughs> coming coming from coming back from the grave right now, just doing his old Knicks thing where he just takes the minutes from the good guys, runs around, hustles, and finishes with no fantasy points. But yep. uh, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. But we'll we'll keep going. Now we have uh, Memphis versus Portland. This is a game I'm I'm really excited about. I think this is going to be loaded with some fantasy goodness. Uh, two twenty four and a half over under. Uh, Portland being favored by two points right now. So, uh, but we know this. We know this game's important for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies need to maintain their seating. They want to hold on to it. They know they have a couple teams biting at their ankles right now, nipping. Uh, but this Memphis Grizzlies team, what are you looking at? What are you expecting, I guess, from a couple of these guys? And uh, is there anybody that kind of stands out for some value? Yeah, for sure. So um, pretty high pace here for this game with the Grizzlies ranked seventh. Uh, the Blazers 11th, so we should get some decent fantasy production out of it. Uh, as you said, Memphis want to hang in in where they are, but right now, so you know they're going to be going all in. Um, look, I'm probably back the other way a little bit from you. I, I, I'm not finding a whole lot that I really want to look at uh, here, Mike. But you know that's just the differing opinions that that the people, the way people look at slates, and 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 that's cool. So, I'd love to hear what you've got to go on it. Um, the Nurkic is the one for me, obviously. Um, you know, at fifty nine hundred on DK, uh, that's way too low for one of the premium uh, premier centers in the league. Even if he is returning from injury, uh, he's been showing upside in the scrimmages uh, and pretty much went berserk against against the Raptors a couple of games back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be looking at Nurkic hard, but um, you know. If, Really, other than maybe Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, who I'll let you go on maybe, uh, I was kind of tending to stay away from this one a little bit. All right. Uh, hey, and I don't I don't fault you. I, I kind of have a bit of a different outlook. Um, I'm just basically putting a lot of my eggs in the, in the basket of that Memphis needs to win this game, uh, and they're going to play their players that are going to help them win this game. It's a very winnable game. Uh, John Morant, 7K. I like that price tag. I, I, you know, I would like it. I like that 68, 66. It would be a smash button play. Um, but there's still plenty of upside for John Morant in this matchup, knowing that he's going to have to play big minutes. He looks like he's been in, in great shape, uh, never missed a beat during this off, uh, I say off season, but this little break that we've had. Um, and he was playing fantastic when we talk about some of the games that he was having up until the, the time where the game, you know, the games kind of stopped off. He was really starting to hit some stride and really starting to, in the most important part, play 30 plus minutes. So three games prior to uh, the layoff, he played 30 plus minutes, all those with a high of 35. Um, it's those games where he's getting 26, 28 that we have to worry about him actually hitting value. If he's going to play 30 to 32, 35 minutes, I- I'm all good with that price tag at 7K. And this this being a very important game for him, um, I'm treating it as though it's a playoff game. And if that's the case, they're going to have to play their star point guard. And it, it helps. Um, I didn't mention this right off the top. I probably should have mentioned a few injuries. Tyus Jones, uh, Justice Winslow, both of them are out of that game. Uh, Tyus Jones recently, I believe, sprained his ankle. Uh, Justice Winslow it re-injured his back on that one. So both those guys out, those are two primary ball handlers that they do have. We'll probably see D'Anthony Melton play a little bit of point guard instead of Tyus Jones backing him up. Uh, but that just gives, I think, John Morant more ample opportunity. If they want their best point guard, their best facilitator on the floor, um, they don't really have that go-to second option, Tyus Jones. Now it's basically Morant or the tweener guard, Melton. So I like Morant. You, you touched on Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, huge Triple J guy here. Um, always love them. Price tags, I think, ridiculously low, 4900 Plenty of juice left in the orange on that. The only worry we have with him is the minutes again. Um, the situation is a little different. He, you know, he hurt his knee a little bit uh, prior to the layoff. He says he feels great. He says he's 100% now. That's exactly what he needed, which is time off. So at 4900 I don't mind taking a few shots at him. Uh, I think it's it, we're going to be, you know, have plenty of options for value in a similar range. Uh, but definitely, definitely a great play. And yeah, for sure. I think the only other guy I'm really looking at is Jonas on, on Memphis. I think Jonas is always in play for me. Uh, just one of the best point per minute centers in the league. And knowing that they're going against a team right now where they have two big bodies now. So we're talking Whiteside and Nurkic. Uh, he's going to have to most likely play some minutes against these bodies. Talking about Zach Collins is going to be in that front court as well. 
Uh, I'm looking at probably, again, super important game. They're going to want some of their best players. If he stays out of foul trouble, he should be playing 28 to 32, 33 minutes. 7,800 leaves a little juice left. I probably prefer him over Vucevic point per dollar and for ownership reasons too. So that's a, a little bit of a contrarian play. I think a lot of people would immediately go to Vucevic just in that Nets matchup, which I can't blame you. It's a fantastic one. Uh, give me a lower-owned uh, lower uh, Valchunas, a little bit cheaper, allows me to spend elsewhere, and I will take it. Yeah, cool. Great call. Nice pivot. I like it. Yeah, I think he uh, he's averaging about, or it's only one game, but he played 27 minutes against them early in the year and dropped 44 and a half. Give him a few extra minutes. We might be looking at a 50-burger, but um, that's it. I really That's all I really had for Memphis. Um, just those three guys. I don't think I'll be going to the guys like Kyle Anderson. I mentioned Melton, 4,700. It's a little bit out of my price tag range. Uh, a few other guys I think we can go to for some better value. But uh, you mentioned you mentioned Nurkic. Um 5,900, uh, I, I just don't know, man. Um, I'm just worried about the minutes. I, I just don't see how they're just going to completely phase Whiteside out of the equation. I know they touched on playing these two guys alongside of each other, but I just I can't see that being too successful for very long. Uh, I not say that either. No. Yeah, it's just not enough spacing. These guys are both just kind of sitting in the paint kind of guys, uh, 10 feet and in pretty much. Nurkic maybe a little bit more range, but not much more. So I, I just don't think I can trust them. I and mean, when we just talk about it, uh, you know, Jared Allen being a very similar price tag in a way better spot, not worried about as much. Uh, I would probably rather go there. But, you know, maybe if you want to use Nurkic as the GPP pivot play, that makes total sense because his ownership, I'm not expecting much to go towards it with Allen only being $100 less than him, not even more, yeah. uh, $100 less. Um, but that's it. that's it, man. I'm not really going to be playing Lillard, 9,300. Uh, it's a little rich for my blood. Um, John Morant, not the best defensive point guard. I think Lillard could easily take advantage of it, but I just think, you know, there's a few other guys that we can go to around that price range, spend a little bit more and get a little bit more secured value. And uh, McCollum, man, um, how are you with him? Because I don't get McCollum right half the time. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I, I do okay with CJ. 7,500 DK. I'm a little worried what happens with, with, um, you know, rotations, usage, where it all goes with Collins and Nurkic back in the lineup. I'm just not 100% sure on this Blazers team until I see a little bit more from them. Yeah, the one the one guy that I could see myself maybe getting a share or two of, and it would be tournaments only, uh, might be a guy like Carmelo Anthony at 5,400 with Trevor Ariza uh, opting to sit out. So uh, opens up a couple more minutes. They can get a little bit more versatile with him, play him at the three instead of just only playing him at the four. And with that, you know, shot attempts, when Melo gets hot, he gets hot. He's an upside kind of guy, but don't be surprised if the, the floor is a little bit lower than you were hoping. So yeah, GPPs only. Sorry, Mike. That, that's real matchup dependent dependent for me on Carmelo. Uh, he tends to monster the you know, lower defensively rated teams and, and kind of just ease back on, on other matchups. So, yeah, that'll be matchup dependent for me. All right, man. I think that's... Uh... Pretty pretty good coverage of the Grizzlies in Portland. I don't think we have. I don't. I don't really have much more to talk about about them. But we still have a really exciting game that we're about to jump right into. Uh, so we'll do that. It's going to be the Phoenix Suns going against the Washington Wizards. And uh, you know, exciting probably doesn't sound exciting when you hear the two teams. But when you say the game total of two twenty seven and a half um, or two twenty four. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. Two twenty four. Only a seven point spread. Phoenix is being favored right now. Washington. Uh, another team that is sitting or missing a lot of their stars. But uh, we'll start with the Washington Wizards right now. And we already know uh, Bertans is out. Bradley Beal is out. John Wall's been out. There's a lot of value that's going to go around, my friend. Um, tell me who you're liking over here on this Washington Wizards team. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm looking a little bit lower down the page here, uh, to be honest. And I'm going straight to Troy, Troy Brown Jr., um, 4,700 on DK. That seems way low to me. Um, you know, if he has to get through 23 or 24 DK fantasy points as a start, as a probable starter against the Suns, I think that's smash territory and I'll take it all day. Thank you. Um, you know, with the other, the other interesting thing here with Troy is with Bill and, um, Bertans not playing, his usage, usage spikes from 17.1% to 22.1%. And as a starter, that could get even higher. Minutes could go even higher. Um, yeah, I think just 
a nice little uh, GPP play here to save you some salary in that position. Um, with the low salary, you know, you get a great floor to build around him or, or build lineups with higher salary options. Uh, GPP, cash, I like him everywhere on this slate. Uh, he, he's my first go-to. What do you think about this play? I love him. I, lo- I think that's a great call. I think that there's two fantastic plays on this side of the ball, and I probably have one of them in every single one of my lineup. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. and Shabazz Napier. Um, I can't see myself not having at least one of those guys in the lineup. This usage has to go somewhere. We've seen Napier in the games that Beal missed. He just completely absorbs it. And yes, he's a he's a thousand dollars more. And that's and I, it's it's tough to, to to pick between these guys. We got to imagine that they're both going to see double digit shot attempts. They're both going to be have the ball in their hands most of this game. And I, I don't mind playing them all. I'm going to be mixing and matching. So like I said, if, if I don't have Napier in a lineup, it's probably going to have Troy Brown. And I'll probably end up, you know, mixing and matching with some other guys later on that we'll end up talking about and just doing a couple of different combinations. But uh, both these guys, I think, are absolute fantastic plays and just severely underpriced. I think in, in a few games we'll see Napier probably in that low sixes, uh, maybe even a little higher if, if he keeps getting the usage that I'm anticipating. And I wouldn't be surprised if your boy Trey Brown ends up getting to somewhere in that mid fives range, kind of where Napier is now. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, just on the flip side of that, what about the whole Ish Smith side of this story? What what do you think is achievable there? So Ish Smith, I think there's a lot that's achievable. Uh, you know, we know that he's going to be an integral part of probably this team still in this offense as the backup, though. I'm not expecting 30-plus minutes. I think, you know, Napier being there now, um, he is going to be their point guard. And I don't think that they're very concerned about knowing what Ish Smith is going to provide for the future. Uh, but I think with Troy Brown, Napier, those two guys still have ample opportunity to be on this team going forward, and they're going to want to see what they have. Um, you know, Troy Brown, one of their top picks uh, not too long ago, um, they're going to be expecting some pretty big things from. So I have some, I have some, you know, genuine interest in both of them, um, and I'm not really looking at anybody else on this team either. I, I think Rui's a little overpriced at 7,400. Uh, it's oh, great spot, gosh. great everything. I don't. I just don't want to pay that price tag. There's there's plenty of other guys. Thomas Bryant, great price tag, great matchup. I get all of that, but uh, conditioning has been a serious problem with him, a serious issue. So I, I'm just not expecting him to get ample run or or any kind of you know run maybe over 24, 25 minutes. I think uh, that's probably the high case scenario. Is, is there anybody else kind of standing out for you on Washington? Not not really, mate. But uh, that that point on Rui, I've got him crossed out in red here as a fade. Um, Personally, I, I think he's uh, my CJ. Uh, I can't get him right. Uh, when I play him, he's terrible. When I don't, he beats me. Um, and my underlined question here was, do you think Rui Hachimura is actually in play at that salary? And you've already answered that. I think the answer is no. Yeah, I don't think. I've, but the thing is, is, you look at some pricing discrepancy, he's underpriced over there on FanDuel. Uh, so, you know, hey. Uh, you know, do your do your kind of your research on both sites. If you're a both site player, and just because you cross somebody out in one spot doesn't mean he's crossed out in the other. He's not a play in DK, but he's a great play in Fanduel. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, I I'm probably I play most of my majority of my lineups on DK though. So, but hey, I I think with this first few games, we got to take advantage of both sites. And if you could play both, play both. Yeah, for sure. Look, obviously, I'm I'm kind of slanting here to yeah. DK as well, but um. You know, if you get on to both, good. if you have the time to get on to both, good, good, good luck to you, I think. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a degenerate over here, Brian. So um, <laughs> I, I make time. So whether it's, uh, you know, cutting out some sleep, maybe dinner, lunch, <laughs> breakfast, uh, I find the time to, to be a degenerate and get, get some lineups in. But uh, Phoenix, man, the, you know, this team uh, dealing with some injuries throughout the year. Looks like Kelly Oubre Jr. is not going to play. Uh, it just says that they just don't really have an update. He hasn't even taken contact yet in practice. So uh, that was one of the stories leading up to this, whether or not he was going to play, whether, you know, it, it doesn't look like he's going to be there, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, Aaron Baines, he's, you know, he's recently released from quarantine. Uh, he's able to go through his first practice with the Suns, but I wouldn't be shocked if he sits. If he does play, probably extremely limited minutes. So that's uh, another, another little news factor. And then Dario Saric. Uh, he injured his ankle not too long ago. He's, he's, according to the reports, he's doing a little bit more in practice. But again, not another guy. This team, the Suns, they pretty much know that they're just here for show. Uh, they're not going to be able to do anything right now. They're, I think they have like a 0.1, 1.6% chance of making playoffs or something crazy low. So I'm not, I'm not really uh, you know, paying too much mind into the guys that are actually hurt or actually dealing with injuries. 
because it's already been said that they plan on limiting Booker and Rubio slightly in at least the first game or two. So I, I'm a little scared off a lot of these Suns players. I think it's a fantastic spot. I think, you know, we know that pretty much stacking against Washington is an easy way to make money with the pace that they play at, with how poor their defense is. I think it's a great spot. But we're paying a full price for Devin Booker at 8800 And if I'm not getting a full complement of minutes, I feel more comfortable spending up on guys I could get those minutes from. Uh, Rubio, again, the limited minutes, I'm not touching them. I think the only two guys I have any interest on, and you tell me what you think, uh, would be Cam Johnson. I think with all these injuries in the front court, we could see a little bit of him playing the floor. Uh, and if, you know, I don't think he's the one guy that knowing that he's he's young, they keep wanting to play him. They always play him minutes, uh, almost like a Mikel Bridges, where I'm not worried about him be, having his minutes limited. He's not a high point per minute kind of guy, but a, a decent cash plane. If you need the value and you can't find anybody else you like, I think he's a solid option. And I can see myself maybe having a share, a share of DeAndre Ian. That's probably it for me, though. Okay, yeah, for me, I'll really Aiton is 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 the guy. Um, you know, it, it's a fairly high salary, and you know, as you said, this team doesn't have much to play for. But I still expect him to, you know, be around the mark and and make you some decent value uh, in this first matchup, especially against Thomas Bryant. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be looking for DeAndre to just blow through value really really easily here. Um, you're not paying a huge salary for a, for a, you know, pretty high usage, high per, points per minute center. Um, but, you know, having said that, there are some other, you know, more valuable centers potentially in this slate. So, you know, slotting him in in your center position, if you've only got one to play with, may not be the best play. He, he's, he's in play. Um, I'm not honing in on him 100% though. And that's kind of where I'm at. I think he's a fantastic play. I'm, I'm not necessarily scared off by the price tag. I think 70, 7,900, it's fair for him. That's probably where he should be priced. Yeah. Um, it's just, like you said, you said it yourself. There's a lot of other options that we do have that we can easily, that we see, you know, are underpriced, that are still in great spots, who we expect to, could have easily do very similar things as DeAndre Ayton, but be $2,000 less. So that's basically what it comes down to. If you have the money, I don't mind spending it up on him. Uh, but that they're going to be limiting a few of these guys' minutes. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Aiton ends up playing around the same level of minutes as a guy like Booker. Rubio, I expected to be limited a little bit more than both those guys just because of his injury history and, and what he's been dealing with this season. But, you know, I, it, it's tough, man. It's a great spot, great matchup, great total. Everything's great surrounding it. It's just all this coach-speak rumors that I hear. I got I to gotta, I gotta take everything into account. And I have to, you know, do a little bit of cost analysis compared to some of the other guys on the slate. So um, I'll have I'll have a share. I'm not going to say I'm going out here and fading this entire game. I'll have some shares of DeAndre, um, and I'll probably have a share or two of Cam Johnson as well. But other than that, I can't see myself playing to anybody. Yeah, fair enough. All right, buddy. We have three games left, so we're about halfway through right now. But before we go any further, I just need everybody to say it with me real quick. Sports are back. Now, and I've been waiting for this day since March, and now that it's here, I've only got one thing on my mind, and it's my bookie. My bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped up into one. I love it. You love it, and that should all you need to be. That should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of the NBA bubble just around the corner, which is now. There's never been a better time to start playing. With MyBookie, it's easy. You bet, you win money, and then they pay you. Feeling good about your MLB team's chances? Put a nice fat bet on them. Be sure to check MyBookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad more than betting on them before the season even takes a corner. We're only about a week and a half in. You can still make those. But why stop with baseball? Smarter bettors are always looking towards the future things. And in this case, that means like basketball, hockey, football is not too far around the corner. And my bookie is already accepting bets on all of your favorite sports. So there's never been a better time to start playing and start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and my bookie will match your promo code. Listen to this 100 percent. That is 100%. So you deposit 100, you get 100 extra dollars. And they'll even toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is use promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L when you sign up. And you will get that 100% 
deposit match. Remember, my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, and they pay you. All right, brother. We have another game on the docket to get to. And we're about halfway through, like I said, so we're going to round this out pretty soon. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Great game on paper. Um, we've seen this matchup plenty of times, and we may end up seeing it in the future once this regular season rounds up. Uh, but just to lay the, the landscape for you real quick, we have a 218.5 over-under. Uh, Boston is being favored. Or I'm sorry, Boston. Milwaukee's being favored by five points right now. Uh, but obviously we have a little bit of news to talk about with the Boston Celtics. Uh, they have all their bodies there, but we know there's been a couple of reports that Kemba Walker will have his lim- minutes limited. Um, that alone kind of scares me off. And then we already know that this Milwaukee's team is just unreal on defense in general. And then as far as injuries go for uh, Milwaukee, we know Eric Bledsoe will be sitting out. Uh, he was a late arrival of the bubble, hasn't really participated in much. So uh, do not expect him to play. And then I believe Marvin Williams is not expected to play either. He's dealing with a groin injury. So, uh, I, you know, I guess uh, we could start with this uh, with the Celtics team. We'll start with the Celtics. Uh, anybody standing out to you? Anybody that's a, that you're kind of gravitating towards knowing that this Milwaukee team is, uh, you know, coming into Orlando with a stifling defense? Can I just keep this short and say no? Um, I'm not really targeting this game very much at all, um, you know, to a, a pretty good uh, defensive teams, especially the Bucks, they're just amazing. Uh, the Bucks have top seeds sewn up. What are they playing for? What happens with rotations? There's too much confusion there for me on that side of things. If I had to pick someone at a decent salary, it's probably Giannis. Um, but I mean, he, I mean, he looks okay. But uh, and then you got value options like um, Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton. Um, they probably offer better value with some upside but honestly Mike I'm staying away from this game I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect here and and so I'm not willing to really pay any money into it what about I, you it looks like we are beating the same drum yeah uh, I kind of feel the same exact way I'm not touching anybody on the Celtics I think Tatum's a little bit overpriced for this matchup at 8700 I don't I honestly don't think there's that much value um, Tatum's been fantastic all season I'll never take anything away from that a lot of that was with without Kemba uh, he was getting a ton of usage. He'll still get a ton of usage. He'll still be the main guy for this team. It's going to be limited. Uh, but knowing that he's going to be going against uh, a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, that kind of worries me with that price tag. So I won't be touching him. Uh, I won't be going to Jalen Brown. I won't be going to Gordon Hayward. Um, if any of those guys I were to play, it might be Hayward out of the bunch. But I 6,800, there's not a lot of you know meat left on the bone for me right there. I'll probably uh, I'll take a hard pass. And you know I kind of feel the same way about Milwaukee, Giannis is priced the same price as two superstars. I like a little bit more than him. Uh, Middleton, I can see being a solid play at 7,500, knowing that Bledsoe's out. You know, he'll see an increase in usage. And then I, I guess I can co-sign a little bit of Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he should have some decent ball handling opportunities if they do limit minutes. I still expect him to play a decent amount in this matchup. Uh, and he's a good point-per-minute kind of guy. So, you know, that's it. And I don't even feel that confident in those plays either, though. They're just, if I had to pick people from this game, that's who it would be. Yeah, I, I like the DiVincenzo call as well. Um, actually, yeah, may have overlooked him here. Uh, that's that's a pretty good call. I'm going to write that one down. Um, George Hill, any thoughts mm. there? George Hill's pretty much stuck in that backup role. You know, that's the thing. When Whenever we've seen Bledsoe sit out, George Hill still plays 20 to 24 minutes. No matter what it is, he's going to play that limited, that limited role. Um, they like him in that role. I don't think they want to just thrust him into, like, a starting lineup or anything. I think, you know, DiVincenzo makes more sense to me just to kind of step up, and especially, you know, Bucks can get this game out of hand. They can rest their starters. Like you said, they're not playing for anything. Uh, but... Coach Bud will probably still play these young guys a decent amount of minutes. Keep in mind that Connaughton's out as well. I, I forgot to mention that one off the top. So there are a few other guys that are younger that would normally play some garbage time minutes that probably won't. So uh, probably won't go to George Hill. I just don't think there's that much. I'm a GPP guy more or less. Uh, I do do my cash games, but um, I just don't see that much upside in George Hill, especially in this matchup. Oh, you're right. There, there is an upside, but uh, yeah, it, it probably more of a, a, a... A cash play, but no, nah, I think you're right. I, I like that DiVincenzo call. Um, I'm going to uh, make a play there. 
Ooh. All right. Don't go. I wouldn't go overboard, but hey, if you're playing multiple lineups, he definitely makes sense in one of them for a Absolutely. pivot play because, you know, we've yeah. already talked about Troy Brown uh, and a few other guys around that 49, 48, $4,700 range. And DiVincenzo probably have a little bit less shine compared to them. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right, man. Let's keep it moving. We only have two games left on the board. Sacramento Kings taking on the San Antonio Spurs, 219 and a half over under with Sacramento being favored by three and a half. Uh, normally, it's not something that you'd hear, but it's obviously there's plenty of injuries that we have to talk about. So we'll start with Sacramento. Alex Len uh, looks like he is going to be listed as out. Uh, he's just not fully back up to speed. He needs to take a few games to you know, maybe get his feet wet, a couple more practices. And then Marvin Bagley, as we know, he re-aggravated his foot again. Um, I hope foot injuries don't plague this guy. This is feels like the second or third foot injury in about two years. So, you know, hopefully he can recover, get a speedy recovery, get him back next season, look forward to it. But it doesn't look like he's going to be playing at all for the rest of this one. So that's going to open up some minutes that we're going to have to talk about. But on the San Antonio side, as far as injuries in uh, people out, Brent Forbes uh, still dealing with, I believe it is a groin injury. Uh, he or quad, I'm sorry, I heard his right, right quad uh, a few weeks back or a week back. It doesn't look like he's going to be here for at least two to three weeks. Uh, that's their season. So Brent Forbes probably done. Trey Lyles, Aldridge, both announced that they were not going to be playing um, once the season kind of restarted as well. So three guys that are generally pretty big key cogs in their rotation are going to be sitting out. But uh, let's start with Sacramento, man. Um, Marvin Bagley out. Who are you looking to play, or if anybody, uh, with him sitting out? Yeah, so I'm looking straight to Rashawn Holmes here. Um you know, the, the pricing on, on DraftKings that I'm looking at, as I mentioned, 5,100, that's only 25, you know, DK fantasy points. And uh, I reckon he just becomes lock and load areas here. Um, he's firmly in play in both formats. Um, he's got a, a over a 1.0 point per minute rating, uh, but he'll get plenty of minutes here. So uh, we should see him crush that 25 DK, I would have thought. Um especially here in these early seeding games where uh, there's a chance the Kings push hard uh, just to start the seeding games to see where they may be able to finish up. But I think if that changes, we probably see less of him uh, again. Um, for now, I'm firing him up. What, what do you think? So I love Rashawn Holmes. I think everybody here over at Hoopball has been uh, pounding the Rashawn Holmes drum for quite some time. Uh, the only thing I have worried about him is, you know, the reports that he stayed in good shape when he had to quarantine. He was one of the guys that left the bubble right away, got food, had to self-isolate for eight days. Uh, so with that being said, you know, what's great shape? That's the only thing I worry about. Is he going to how many minutes is he going to play? Because if he plays 23, 24 minutes, that's not enough for me. We're talking you know, high 20s. Sign me up. I'm all for it. So I was actually gravitating a little bit more towards the Manja Belizia. Um, just because I know that, you know, he's going to, they're going to need front court bodies no matter what. He should have plenty of ample opportunity to play that floor. Might even see some small ball five minutes, uh, knowing that San Antonio doesn't have that many bigs themselves either. So I know that the San Antonio mentioned that they were going to try to get some spells with Rudy Gay at center. If that's the case, it just seems like matching Belizzi up on him, uh, would just make the most amount of sense in that kind of matchup. So. I'm kind of gravitating a little bit towards him. I think 5,300 is a more than fair price tag. There's still a little juice on the bone, uh, and it's a good matchup. So I think I'm probably going to go with Belisa. And we already talked, to, again, center stacked up. So I, I can still play two other centers that I think are underpriced that I really like and play Belisa at forward and get different exposure around my lineup, kind of mix and match that way. But I think they're both very, very much in play. Rashawn Holmes just feels maybe a little bit more uh, more like a GPP play just because I don't know where I can peg his minutes right now. We might hear some coach speak or something before the game of you know whether he's going to be limited or not. But if he's not, all systems go, man, I'm with you. Let's lock him, load him. Yeah, cool. I like that take. Nice one. Uh, anybody else? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, he, he was just sprained his ankle not too long ago. Uh, I wouldn't expect a whole ton of minutes from him. So I'm probably not going to be paying that $7,600 price tag. I don't play Harry Barnes. Um, it just doesn't no. happen. I just don't do it. I don't like it. I won't do it. I've been burnt, <laughs> burnt too many times before. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my buddy Kent Bazemore for GPPs. You know, I, I think I think I love playing Kent Bazemore in GPPs just because of why everybody else doesn't like to play him. He's just so volatile. But when you get him on those days where he gets those three or four steals and has a decent shot falling, uh, you're looking at, like, you know, sometimes – 
low 30s to mid 30s, some fancy points. And at 4,300, there's not a lot of guys that have that kind of upside. So don't trust him in cash, but he's always playable in GPPs uh, if you're building multiple lineups. Yeah, cool. Sprinkle some Baisley in. Yeah, just a little base, a little base sprinkle. A little base. Yeah, a little, little bat. <laughs> I was gonna say bat basil, basil, like bat, like <laughs> like an Austin Powers basil. Uh, but any uh, San Antonio, I guess we could slide right over there, man. Um, all these injuries, especially in the front court, there's got to be somebody that you're looking at on this team. Uh, yeah, Demar. Um, you know he's going to be high owned, but that's okay for me. Um, Demar Derozan here. The the usage and the uh, the amount of time this guy has the ball in his hands is just going to be through the roof. Um, Lamarcus out. Bryn Forbes is now listed out with a quad. Um, this is going to be obscene for him. Um, I think he'll be high owned, but with good reason. Um, with these guys out, his his usage goes from twenty six point six all the way up to thirty two point two, and and that's just too nice. Uh, also, the points per minute, one point one three point per minute player to one point three four. I'll take that every day of the week. Um, he's going to burn through this salary for value really easily. Like I said, he's probably going to be high owned, but. Uh, I don't think uh, you can pass him up at that salary on too many of your lineups. No, the, you, you hit on it. The usage is massive, uh, you know, with no Aldridge. And, and I always touch on it. Shooting guards versus the Kings is a thing. Yes, he's going to play small forward, but he's a tweener. He's pretty much played shooting guard, small forward throughout his whole career. Uh, he should have no problem torching this Kings team. So I'm with you. I think he's, in, he's a fantastic play. Um, another guy I kind of had my eye on, and I think, you know, a lot of people might have their eye on, is going to be Jakob Pertl. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, with no Aldridge, uh, no Trey Lyles, who's pretty much one of their backup go-to centers, uh, it only really leaves a couple guys, you know, Devin Eubanks, Tyler Zeller, uh, sitting behind them. They're not going to play uh, Lucas, uh, Sam, uh, I can never say his name, I, and I'm not even going to try because then Santino's going to call me the name bitch, Butcher. You know who I'm talking about, uh, but he's, he's, he's not, he's not going to be playing. Uh, so, you know, I think he's definitely in play. I think he'll be chalky, but, you know, he can rack up rebounds and defensive stats pretty quickly. And the Sacramento team being a little little thin up front, um, definitely a positive matchup, only 4,700. So I see myself playing a couple two center lineups, and he's definitely going to be in a couple of them. But uh, outside of those two guys, you know, there's still some other options. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Lonnie Walker draw a start or play decent minutes at 3,200. So if you're absolutely dumpster diving and it's maybe the last guy in there in a GPP, uh, I don't mind looking at a guy like Lonnie Walker, very, very high risk, high reward type guy. But at 3,200, you're not really looking for much, and there should be a couple of minutes available for a guy like that. Yeah, for sure. If he gets the start at 3,200, you fire him up all day long, absolutely. And that's probably it. I mean, I could see I could see the DeJounte Murray, Derek Whitelove. Uh, it's a great matchup for both of these guys. Uh, but 61, 57, we've already touched on several other guards. You know, I think I'd prefer Napier over both of them in that matchup. So uh, they would probably be decent GPP pivots if you're looking to get off of a guy like Napier who you expect to be truck, or if you're just trying to maybe go with, you know, Troy Brown and then play one of these guys. Uh, but otherwise, I think, you know, I'll be looking, like you said, it's going to be DeRozan and Pirtle um, as my 1A and 1B uh, on the Spurs, and that's probably where I'll leave it. Absolutely. Those two guards you just mentioned, there's another one I can't get right. I play one, the other one fires. I play him and the other one fires. So just try to stay away from those guards, man. It's tough, man, especially because you never know. It's really what Popovich wants to do. And you can't forget that Patty Mills is there. And Patty Mills always will have a warm place in Greg Popovich's heart, no matter what the situation is. So uh, it's, a, it's a roulette wheel. It's, you know, Russian roulette, I guess, when you're playing with those guys. But. We have, uh, we have one game left. It's the 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, the late game hammer, the last game of the night. Uh, the game with the highest total on the board, a 229.5 over under. Dallas is being favored by one point coming into this game. I can't wait for this game. I'm going to be up late watching this, man. Really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll start with Houston as far as injuries. Eric Gordon recently just sprained his ankle. He's going to be out for at least the next two weeks. So no more Aaron Gordon. Thabo Cephalosha is still out. Luke Richard and Balamute. Uh, he was revealed that he tested positive for COVID-19. So I do not expect him to be playing. Uh, he said he was sick and he was taken to the hospital. So, I, I mean, I, I have to read a little bit more into this, but I wouldn't. I don't think there's much reason to anyway. He's not going to have that big of an impact on this rotation or minutes. He'd probably be sniffing maybe five minutes at most anyway. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you're looking at anybody over here on the Houston team. 
But, you know, as far as injuries are concerned, for Dallas, Brunson's still out. Gilchrist will not be playing. Dwight Powell, he was out for the year, still out. Courtney Lee uh, is going to be unavailable. Um, he went he went under a calf surgery late in June, so he is out. And then uh, Dorian Finney-Smith coming with a questionable bag next to him. I'd expect him to play, though. But So no real injuries to be, uh, I guess, overly concerned about for uh, for Dallas. And Willie Cauley-Stein opted out uh, a few weeks back or months back. So I'll let you lead off, man. Houston Rockets. I guess it's. I could probably just ask the elephant in the room, James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Uh, that's the top of the uh, page here for me. Is Harden versus Westbrook? Um, you know, Harden's got this amazing upside. He, he's just a fantasy beast. Uh, I'm actually taking Russ here. I reckon at uh, 9,400, he, he he probably represents much better value for a guy that still has a really high ceiling. Um, I can see Russ coming into this game fired up in, in beast mode. Uh, and, um, you know, his limit, his minutes came up in the second scrimmage, um, played 26 minutes in that game. Shooting was way off. Hey, here's another point. His shooting was way off in that scrimmage. So anyone with a bad taste in their mouth watching that game, he may be lower owned than we expect. It's Russ over Harden all the way here for me. What about you? See, I'm I like them both. I think you know, obviously, if you're if you're a person building multiple lineups, you can easily just hedge your bet, and get both in there, play one in one lineup, you know, mix and match, and use the sixteen hundred dollars and upgrade somewhere else, play Westbrook. Um, I I generally prefer Harden. Uh, just you know, there's been little rumblings that he's going to play off ball more, which I think would hurt his value. Obviously, looking at a couple less assists, maybe a little bit more scoring opportunity. For that being said, but. Uh, Harden's still going to play Harden's game regardless. He's going to do what he has to do. He'll probably play ISO and dribble the clock out a lot. Uh, but I, I think I still prefer Harden. Um, when in doubt, you know, he didn't he didn't come down with COVID. Westbrook did. Uh, if, if they're going to limit anybody's minutes or take it easy on anybody, it would probably be Westbrook coming back, um, especially maybe after that rough shooting performance. Just let him ease into the role, let Harden take over the first few games that don't really mean as much. And then once playoffs really come, he could, he'll be good to go and turn it on. So I'm probably still leaning Harden, uh, but we're going to get to the other guy on the other side of the ball who I'd play over both of them in a minute. Uh, is there any other peripheral pieces that you're looking for uh, on, on Houston, or are you kind of just leaving it to the studs and that's it, drawing the line there? Yeah, no, that that's it for me. It's it's the top two guys and, and everyone else falls away. Yeah, I don't, I don't really play P.J. Tucker. Um, just the, Hey, if you like getting 18 point nights, play PJ Tucker, uh, you can lock that in, uh, Covington, decent price tag, 6,100. I just, I think there's better guys that we have available on the slate for cheaper price tags that we could look at. And I'm not messing around with the whole Daniel house, Ben McLemore, Austin rivers, whoever's going to fill in for a couple of Eric Gordon's minutes. Uh, I'm good with that. I'll leave that for somebody else to mess around with. That's like trying to choose between the Laker guards. Um, all set. With that one, I don't want to deal with another Danny Green, KCP kind of situation. <laughs> totally agree, and you nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Last team on the board is these Dallas Mavericks. I've already alluded to it. Luka Doncic, one of my favorite plays of the night. I'll probably uh, be smashing him in my lineups as, as hard as I possibly could. I think he's underpriced at 10-5. Fantastic matchup. Up pace. Uh, played this team once earlier in the season. You know, had an okay game. I guess if 41 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds is okay. Uh, chipped in a block and 2 steals. Had 71 DK points in that game. 10-5 is too cheap for Luka Doncic. Uh, the situation surrounding the Mavericks right now, knowing that they do not want to have the 7 seed in the West, they want to work their way up to that. at least the 6. Nobody wants to play the Clippers or the Lakers. It's just the bottom line. The Mavericks, are, I'm, I'm kind of t- treating them with the same glass as almost like the Grizzlies. This is super. These are super important games for them. Um, expect anybody that could play a boatload of minutes to play a boatload of minutes. So, and Luca is their guy. Uh, I don't know. Did I did I mention I like Luca Doncic? You did. You did. Uh, I might just switch my mic off, and you can finish up here. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm all over him. Uh, I think I'll play him over hard, and I play him over Westbrook. Maybe I'll stars and scrub one and try to get them both in there. It'll be tough, but um, I'm I'm probably gonna be. He's going to be my favorite play on the slate. Just, it's hard to ignore that price tag in this matchup with all the the other information we know surrounding the Mavericks seeding right now. Yeah, totally agree. Luke is a smash here. Um, I'll uh, be trying to find that extra salary to get him into lineups wherever I can. Um, like you said, I totally agree. They've got everything to play for here, unlike some of the other teams we've touched on. Uh, they're going to come out going hard at this and um, – 
Luca's the man. Oh, he's the man, man. He's a he's a manly man. Uh, yeah, what is I? You know, he's I can't say it on on podcasts and on radio, but you've heard every other uh, uh, every other NBA player say it about him, and he's just a BMF. You know, he's just a, a oh, yeah. bad. He's just a bad dude, man. He's a young oh, yeah. kid, and he's just the, my favorite part about him. And I love all athletes that you know. You kind of get this vibe from. Just and you see it a lot with these younger guys, but that just presents immense talent where they're just schooling thirty, you know, thirty-year-old grown men who've been doing this their entire lives, and these guys are kids. Is that they're having fun? And Luca just looks like with a smile on his face, absolutely uh, laughing, making the kids laugh, uh, and he's respected all in all in the same vein. I couldn't think of a better person to kind of get that torch passed by Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, yeah, I'm a Mavs fan, so I, I guess it's, it's easy for me to gloat and, and be all excited about this kid's future. But I think everybody can agree he's he's going to be a star for uh, probably the next 15 to 20 years. Uh, oh, no doubt. Chris Stapps, 8,600. Any interest? Not really, man. Not in this small ball lineup against the Rockets. Um, I'll let Luca do his thing. Um, he's also got to probably play a lot of minutes against uh, Rocco, and I'm not really looking at Chris Stapps here. I don't like the price tag. I don't mind the matchup. Um, he creamed them. He's averaging over 50 DK points in two games against him this season. So, you know, for every opportunity that they can take running against him, uh, he's going to be able to just pound PJ Tucker down low with about eight inches of height on him. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't like the price tag. Um, but if you have the leftover cash and you just don't know where to spend it, you know, he's a great option for that reason. So I, I'm not going to completely fade him, but I don't see myself probably getting too much of him. Uh, and then I guess, you know, only other guy I'm really looking at on the Mavs personally would be a guy like Seth Curry. Uh, we just seen him get hot 5k though. Not really in love with that price tag. I, I you know, one of these wings between him and Hardaway are going to have to be a good shooter in this game. There's going to be plenty of opportunity for both teams to jack up three pointers. And I can, you know, it's, it, the Rockets do not play defense on the perimeter. It's just the bottom line shooting guards absolutely just cook them. So it's probably a lot of it has to do with Harden. If, James Harden's on one of these guys. They should be able to just kind of shoot, uh, shoot all day long. So, you know, pick your poison. Neither one of them are fantastic price tags, but I could see one of them hitting value. Yeah, I've got I've got Curry written down here. Um, as you said, the Rocket support defending, you know, the wings and the the shooting guards in general. Um, Seth can get overlooked on slates as well. Um, other other names in the in the um shooting guard spots tend to to maybe overshadow him and I think I mentioned when we broke down the Mavs in our previous pod I'm all for Seth Curry and GPPs yep he'll kill some of your lineups but when he's on he's on and he has a chance to be on here against this Rockets team absolutely makes it for a great pivot I guess for those GPPs where you don't want to get a high owned Troy Brown Jr. good call maybe get the Napier and then you you get your shooting guard spot with uh, Seth Curry who knows? We have to we have to wait and see. There's a little bit of news to come out, but there's going to be so many ways we can mix and match these lineups, and I think that's the the biggest point of emphasis to make on this night is that we have a lot of options, a lot of value, and I think there's going to be a lot of fish swimming in the waters so that we can take advantage of. Yeah, for sure. We did we even touch on Maxi Kleber? Then we've probably you know running short on time, but uh, nah, we can. If you got something to say about Maxi, man, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna. Take any airtime away from Max Kleber, <laughs> says the Mavs fan. <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, you know, it, it's more of a, a bit of a, a dart throw, I guess, with Maxi. But the minutes are going to be there for him, I think, and you know, potentially against the Rocket small ball lineup. Um, uh, I'm just looking at this price and thinking he's a good cash play. Probably not a GPP guy ever, um, but 4700, he's got something to offer. Yeah, and, um, you know, we, we've seen him just kind of step up at any time that he needs to play center. That's the one. The only worry I have with him is if they go small ball and they and they keep one big on the floor and it's between him and Porzingis, who, you know, who's winning that battle? Uh, probably the 7-3 superstar that can drain three-pointers from 45 feet away. Uh, so that's, that's my only worry with him is minutes in this matchup. Um, and we're basically banking on consistent minutes for him to hit value. Fair enough price tag where I don't mind taking a shot on him, but... Probably probably won't end up with too much of them myself when it's all said and done. Yeah, fair enough. All right, brother. I think cool, uh, I think we just wrapped up six games real fast. But yeah. uh, before we just say goodbye and leave everybody to go win a bunch of money, uh, why don't you let them know where they can follow you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Terrain72. That's T-E-R-R-A-I-N 72. 
Absolutely. And go give Brenton a big old follow. Uh, he's been doing some pretty cool things over here at Hoopball, and we're ecstatic to have him a part of this team, man. He's been absolutely crushing it. Uh, bringing a lot of good takes to this podcast, man. Um, I'm with you. I think, you know, a lot of our listeners are going to be playing some Troy Brown tonight, and that is a great call. Uh, I'm, I know I'm going to be all over him as well now. Uh, you just got, I had him in mind, and now you, you just you just juiced me all up and got me all fired up about him. And now I'm like, I got to get a ton of Troy Brown. So uh, oh, I'm man. with you. And if you uh, if you guys want to give me a follow, it's at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you guys want to just hop on iTunes, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio. We're available all over the place. Give us a nice rate and review, five stars, thumbs up. Uh, let us know if you like what we're doing. If we're doing anything different that you'd like to hear, you can throw it in there. Or you can just hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we take all of the constructive criticism to heart, and we're just trying to get better for you guys each and every day. But uh, anything you want to take us out of here on, Bren? No, man. I think uh, I think we wrapped it up nicely. Hoop ball. That's it, brother. That's it. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow again, uh, seven days a week with uh, another pod breaking down the Saturday day card. So uh, that's all we have for you guys over here at Hoopball. So we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to NBA DFS today. We'll catch you guys later. Let's go win some money. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.